You're listening to I Feel For You, and this is episode 87. I'm Dion, a writer, VR, an installation artist, yoga, somatic movement, and embodiment facilitator, DJ, creative coach, and mentor, amongst other things. In short, I make things and share events and experiences for the people. My crossover projects intertwine non-snooty creativity and care for self and for community with dollops of joy. This podcast is an audio tender meadow of curiosities and explorations in ways to create more space, feel more free, and remember who you are. So expect tenderness, creative practices, ideas, inspiration, tools, and resources for the journey. Thanks for listening. Self-care for survivors. Trigger warning of sexual abuse. To any survivors, please exercise caution and care. A pre-precursor. Before I share anything in the world, my first question is, why? Although I'm more wired for freeze and fawn, and my responses to things tend to be geared more towards internalizing first, process, then step forward, if I can push past my shyness, that is. Sometimes I long for the fire and flames that bark truths as they happen. I'm still working on that. But the why is ever-present, and with a subject as personal and sensitive as this, I always come back to my younger self, who I've been building relationship with these years. I wonder, would things have been different for her had someone spoken up? I can't long for the past to be different, but framing questions with her in mind help remind me why, after all these years, I still try to be out here, sticking myself in places that feel uncomfortable, being seen, which is also very uncomfortable. She is why, and so for all the other little ones that longed for someone to recognize and hold space for them. I'm once again sharing this piece in hope it might be a tiny morsel of support, if only to hold space for you and say, I see you, I believe you, and may we continue to heal. So I originally wrote this following piece for my blog in January 2019, which bubbled up following conversations in more mainstream platforms about the abuse of minors. I hate that this is relevant again, because for survivors, it's never been a trend. Last night, I attended a community Twitter space discussing recent but decades-old conversations around yet another person and their enablers, which, due to them being high-profile and thus granted power via systems in place, have continued to cause harm. I heard and felt the pain of many who bravely shared their stories calling for change. I hate that we're still here, calling out, stepping forward and speaking up and all the energy it takes to do so, ever hoping for change. I send all survivors of abuse much care and healing. Please listen 
till the end of this podcast for some resources. And I've also linked many more in my Substack, which you can find by heading to dion.substack.com. I'm named after Dion Warwick for the spelling. And feel welcome to share your own resources and ideas and comments with me via the comments in the Substack so that we might be able to support one another. A precursor. Friday, the 11th of January, 2019. I wrote this piece earlier this week when I found myself locked between numbness and feeling following many, many very necessary conversations in the news and on social media platforms about the sexual abuse of minors. These stories, horrifying and although not new, have opened up necessary dialogue and raised important issues around the safety of young and vulnerable black girls in particular, which is, as many of you know, how the Me Too movement began. Social media, of course, tends to be a volatile place in times like this. On one hand, it has centred the survivors and their stories and their healing. On the other, it's a minefield of triggers which can be difficult to navigate. And despite all the work I've done around topics related to trauma and related subjects like neuroscience, anxiety and depression since the 1990s, and that's not just for myself, but as part of my ongoing commitment to my work in this field, holding space for others and offering tools that might empower them to feel more free, I still notice inevitable moments of freeze come up in my journey. And I used to think that somehow that meant I wasn't qualified to use my voice, which only exacerbated the wrestle with my weighted silence. What I know is that you can be forever working on yourself and still be qualified to speak on things. I often use this example in my work. Share from a place of what you know, because your truth stands. Also, don't be afraid not to know. What I've learned is that trauma isn't something which is finite. It requires work and daily maintenance and heaps of compassion. It's a process. Many days can be good and uneventful. Others can take you out. So this week, with so much that's been going on, whether stories that have been circulating for decades or new painful revelations, I wanted to defy my own fears in being seen and my shyness in sharing what has shaped me and my work. It's interesting to notice the patterns in my body when these kinds of stories emerge. I feel so grateful to the body, having the potential to be a map and a guide. So there was a locking up of my throat and stomach. I mean, there's a very clear link between the two. Ask me about it sometime or listen to me talk about it perhaps via a podcast episode I've linked for you in the show notes and via my Substack. It was a podcast episode I made about winter fatigue, which touches on energy centers, vulnerability and expression. So this locking up of my throat and stomach affected my ability to function well. I shut down. I couldn't understand why I was so lethargic, depressed, anxious. Insomnia is a warning sign for me and I was also having weird fits of itchiness for no reason at all in the night. Anxiety was at a peak and I wanted to understand why. 
So I tried to get as quiet as I possibly could, which if you've ever struggled with a panic disorder, no isn't easy. But touching something that helps me feel more connected to myself helps. So I wrote. A lot. Heaps, in fact. I wrote about death, grief, joy, trauma, our stories. And then I wrote this piece, which I'm going to share with you shortly. Many of you know writing is a tool that has rescued me, I'm sure, for as long as I've been able to do it. It offers me clarity and space to reflect and to process. I found myself thinking about stories that can hold us hostage. I know I have a few. And the energy it takes to keep them just so. I explored why I found this recent news cycle particularly exhausting and recognised how being emotionally invested in something that appears in our timelines can make us constricted when we haven't found a way to be free yet. The energy it takes to try to avoid what's there, which brings up old wounds that are still healing. So understanding that in my own story, I knew I was ready to get free. How? I wrote my truth. My truthiest truth. Shout out to Gigi for that reminder. It doesn't mean a wave of a magic wand and one is mystically healed, of course, because healing isn't linear. It's also a process. But I know in this case, the drive to connect and share and build with others who might be feeling alone in their own story is worth more to me than the cost of my shyness. Still, I questioned agonized, to be honest, for some time, whether to share this truth with anyone. A lot of WhatsApp encouragement and contemplative days and nights later, I realized I know I get free when others do. A dear friend told me, silence is one of the greatest oppressions and exhausts the heart with its heaviness. Vulnerability can be the alchemy for pain to turn into healing. So wise. So I want to make sure I am walking my talk and truth, however shy and uncomfortable I am at putting myself out there, so that I can hopefully make someone else's journey a little more easeful and at the very, very least to raise awareness hold space and initiate conversations on developing emotional literacy, cultivating empathy for our own stories and open up channels for healing work. So I wrote for anyone who might be navigating these waters, who might be feeling tired and or stuck, especially in times when the news seems to be incessant. I wrote for those who feel helpless or unsure of their own path towards healing. You're never alone. I also wrote to connect with other survivors and find a safe space to be able to share our stories. So if that's you, please feel welcome to reply to this podcast via my Substack or use the tools that I share later on and via my Substack. I'm always rooting for you. 8th of January, 2019. I've been quiet these days. The news feeds strike again, except they never stop, of course. Victims of anyone affected by abuse, 
forced to cover our eyes and ears, yet can't quite avert our attention. It catches me now and then. A little hook that holds me hostage, reminding me of a life I tried for many years to forget, then for many years to remember, so I could process it, understand it, or at the very least, try to make my own peace with it. To tell myself over and over that it wasn't my fault, that I did everything I could at the time to survive in the best way I knew how. And I did everything I could following that to survive the aftermath, the self-hatred, the behaviour I didn't understand at the time and all the shame that went along with it. For years, the silence buffered the shame. Companions that work well together to keep victims quiet. The word victim too, something I used to try to disassociate from or have any connection to. Because somehow that made me weak and that was something to be ashamed of. Shame. Silence. Self-hatred. The loop is a powerful one. It takes so much effort to be silent, doesn't it? And for so many others who have a similar story, one that you might have been warned from ever sharing, the shame that makes its presence very clear should you ever think you'd amount to anything at all. You react in ways you are still deciphering and still trying to work hard to make peace with, to accept it. For those of you who feel the clench of recognition, the fear of being found out, stained and seen. I hold space for it all. I hold space for you to be you in your entirety, with room for every layer, every unravelling. And I say to you, it's okay to be seen, to crumble, to get help, to let yourself be who you are and all that encompasses. I ask if you're holding on to a pain that keeps you small or trapped or fearful. And I wonder what would happen if you could reclaim your space. I wonder what would happen if you didn't hold yourself back. I wonder how you would feel if you could remember you don't have to carry anything alone. You see, so much of our pain and trauma is amplified when we use so much effort in disguising it, hiding it, pretending that it's not there. Of course, our society has a long way to go in learning the language for these things. We are clumsily finding a way to speak. It's messy and awkward, but it's emerging. An offering of freedom and understanding for what it is we carry. You see, sometimes we don't realize what we're even holding until we reach out for help to relieve the weight. This, of course, done in ways that feel safe, in the time that feels ready. But we know the calling, I think, the recognition that we could use a beacon right now some help. For a lot of us, that might make us recoil into those old cycles, afraid of being a victim because for so long we have carried these stories alone, 
found coping mechanisms, built lives and careers, perhaps relationships, families even. And we've successfully found ways to navigate our darkest parts, to feel their loom, but veer out of the way to avoid meeting them again. The fear of feeling has become our barometer. Warning signs ever awake, keeping us tired, exhausted from running, avoiding and just about managing. All that energy spent on quashing parts of you, but... I don't know about you, but I want to thrive. To feel fully immersed in the entirety of pleasure, or at least the possibility of it. I don't want to hold back, to exist with restraint and careful eggshells. 28 years later, which is now 32 years later, Is that right? Jesus. I'm ready to feel free, to live fully, to pour compassion into the wounds and flood fear with healing. What if there was a place where we could show up for each other, to cultivate the practice of compassion, being with each other as we are, holding space for whatever's there, Room to share our stories and feel empowered by them, strengthened by our vulnerability, and becoming fluent in emotional literacy, recognizing our power together to build with others, reminding us we don't have to do this alone. May we relish in our freedom, shun shame, and instead embrace all facets of our vulnerable parts, not simply surviving, but being who we are, unapologetically, fully and wholeheartedly living. A pause to ponder and check in. Feel welcome to use these as prompts to free write. How are you holding space for yourself in this moment? Is there anything you can do to support yourself a little better? Check in with your posture, not to be more proper, rather to be more comfortable. Same with your breath. Are you allowing it to flow? Or is there holding or clenching? And this isn't bad, this is a noticing practice. Can you allow some support by letting your breath move as it wants? And if these body-centered noticings aren't accessible check-ins, move on to the next question. What spaces and places help you feel more at ease? Can you bring them to mind? And finally, is there a way to log the spaces and places via a list or mood board or physically recreating them? And this includes music, so playlist away, my friends. And so on to resources, my friends, and... I'll run through a few of them here to let you know what's in the self-care pack. And you can get all of the links to these via my Substack, which is dion.substack.com. So first up, the evergreen yoga for grief and sadness video, which I think at this moment is my most popular video on YouTube for some reason. So 
from the comments section, which I find really comforting to visit now and again, to just uh, read people's experiences and shares that are so generous. Um, it feels like a really helpful tool, not because I'm sharing a video there, but rather there's a real sense of community and connection with other people. So I've linked that for you in your resources and you can also find it via my YouTube channel. I've also linked for you the restorative burrito video, which is a tool one of my lovely, lovely teachers, Bo Forbes, shared many years back. And it's a tool for supporting the nervous system. If you've ever been to a workshop or event with me, you probably know about this. Um, so I've linked that there for you too. Um, also, there's a quick grounding breathwork video. So if you're looking for something that it's literally a couple of minutes that's in there for you too. Very simple. You can do it seated. You can do it when you're in bed. You can do it standing. So I hope that's helpful. I've also linked a podcast episode for you, which is called Self-Care Tips for Managing the Online World When Feeling All the Feels Gets Too Much, which is kind of touching on similar topics here with some ideas and resources for you there too, which I hope you find helpful. There's another podcast episode I've linked you to, which is asking the question, how do we feel safe and free? It's called Reemergence, Negotiating Boundaries and Body Wisdom, and it's an embodiment chew. And within that podcast, there's a practice that you can do with me. So you can take this with you wherever you are. And one of the resources is a new live stream event, which I'm calling Holding Space, which will be a very restorative, nurturing practice time for anyone who could really use some time to undo tension. So as usual, you could expect space to land, restore, process, be. It's going to be via Zoom and it will have some soothing and gentle yoga and movement plus connective tissue explorations. Um, again, if you've ever been to a class or workshop or retreat with me in the last 12 years, you'll probably have a taste of what to expect. Um, all are welcome. You don't need any experience at all. And if you're interested, I've linked you to a form so you can literally register your interest. And that really helps me with setting the time zone because we're a global fam, which I deeply appreciate. You are all over the world. And I really like to try and make these live events as accessible as possible. So if I know that you're interested, I'll really try and work with um, making it a good time for you. So do head to my Substack, dion.substack.com. You'll find the link to the live stream event holding space there where you can sign up to register your interest. Um, this is, uh, it's free to do that, by the way. So head over to my substack, dion.substack.com, so you can register your interest there, and that would really help me out, and we can hopefully hold space together. So there's also a number of extra resources that I've linked for you, which are related to helplines and services and um, centers that you can speak to, specifically for survivors of sexual assault or rape or sexual abuse and violence. And I really hope that they come in useful for you. There's also some articles there regarding, I guess, the internet lens on this and how and why it's okay for us to disengage sometimes, particularly being a black woman on the internet is hard. So there's some resources there and um, 
other information about things like recognising the cycle of abuse, which can be really difficult to do when you are at the start of your journey. So um, wherever you're at in your journey, I hope that they're going to be useful. And whether this is relevant to you personally or someone that you care about or just that this is resonating and you'd like to pass this on, I would really appreciate that. And I'm holding lots of space for care and healing for us all. And you know, I love to connect with you. I love to hear from you. So as I said, whether you're a survivor or you just want to share your thoughts with me, please reach out. You can head over to the Substack and feel welcome to add your comment there. You can also leave me a voicemail, as you know. I love to get your voicemails and hear from you in that way. And occasionally I'm on socials as well. So um, you can find me on Instagram, for example, Dion with seven underscores. So wherever you're at, I really hope that this lands and I hope that it lands with love and care and lots and lots of spaciousness. So let's take a breath for nothing. And here's to healing. Thank you for listening. Take care of you.